0: You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Uh, good evening and welcome back. Uh, Peter Edling is still here for Michael Avery for the week. Uh, time for the offshore investment feature. We are speaking to Lester Davids, uh, investment specialist from Unum Capital. Lester, good evening. Um, good evening, Peter, and good evening to
1: our um, new listeners. I'm excited to talk to you,
0: man. You're uh, I follow you rather relatively closely on Twitter. If you're not following Lester Davids, you should find him. I think it's at just at Lester Davids, right? Yes, that's um yes,
1: that's connected here. Um I'm um Holly, you as well, and um, I really enjoy what you
0: are putting out at the moment. Well, well, thank you very much. Um, So, yeah, I want to talk a little while. We're talking a little bit of uh, investment, sort of offshore investment. It's a big theme. I think it's something that a lot of people want to get exposure to. Um, And, you know, we've obviously seen a lot of stuff within South Africa where people are making new locally listed ETFs with offshore exposure. Um, So it's definitely something that people are, are relatively interested in. Also, probably something that most people should really consider. Today. you do need to have some offshore exposure it is nice to have uh, some foreign currency denominated uh, you know investments in your in your portfolio um i think the trick is that you have to find the right stuff and something that we've been i guess looking at is like a major theme in the market uh where momentum versus growth stocks or or value versus growth stocks right um has been um a relatively big thing right so uh, we've seen obviously growth stocks and i think we've, i was talking to uh, a little earlier to rob tal about this um you know those those growth stocks those tech stocks have been doing really really well and then in this post-pandemic environment we have seen value stocks you know really fighting back and, and and taking a bit of momentum but that seems to be losing a bit of ground at this state um
1: correct yes so since the second quarter of 2020 we have seen um the value sector outperforming the growth sector and that's been primarily on the back of the expected increase in inflation uh, which should subsequently lead to an increase in intersects which should benefit sectors such as financials, materials, industrials, um, the more cyclical type of sectors which all benefit from um, higher intersects. Conversely, we've also seen the technology sector which has been a massive outperformer over the last few years we've seen that sector um take a bit of a back seat and trade in a somewhat sideways range uh since around july 2020. uh we've seen the u.s 10-year bond specifically um, move up to around the 1.75 level um, however over the last few weeks that has come back dramatically to around the low 140s Um, We have seen, um, um, as you've mentioned, seen the value versus growth trade um, reverse with um, financials pulling back um, not too sharply, um, materials pulling back as well. And on the other hand, we've got the technology sector sort of um, finding buyers and starting to push back up to those highs. Um, In fact, um, last night in the U.S., we did see markets close at a record level and I think that was led by the technology sector while all of the cyclical sectors, as we just mentioned, have pulled back um, somewhat. Um, whether this pullback is, um, continues um, for an extended period, we will have to keep an eye on rates and specifically the commentary out of the US Federal Reserve, um, which is due on Wednesday evening, where they'll make the interstate decision. And I think what we'll have to watch out is um, not only the decision but the accompanying commentary as well as the the pace of interest rates um, going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think this is a this is a big theme. And I think I mean we were I was trying to as I mentioned Rob a bit earlier. Um, you know, I, I posed the question. You know, do you keep buying tech stocks? <laughs> because you know, are these valuations um, justified and stuff? And I guess uh, re- leaning on what you what you've been saying now is we can't really make that call until we know what the uh, interest rate decision is going to be, right? Um, I mean, 90% chance is going to be a non-event, small percent chance that, um, you know, there's going to be some tightening and we might see, uh, we might see a bit of a, a, you know, shock in the market. But I guess my question is really, you know, now with this value sort of losing momentum versus growth, um, is this an opportunity to get into value stocks or do we just go full swing back into the growth stocks?
1: I think it depends on your time on your time horizon. um however, if we do compare the two um the two camps value versus growth, we know that value has been out of favor for an extended period. I think it's been a a twelve year down cycle um for value. Now, um, growth has just um, surged, um, surged ahead, and that's been based on um, a lower interest rate environment. If we have a look at the two from a valuation perspective, we know that there definitely is a um, on the value side. Valuations are definitely at a much lower level than growth has been. Um, so if we're having a look at an entry level, yes, we may pull back further. But uh, that should be an opportunity for those, perhaps with a longer time um, horizon, to be able to phase back into. The, I mean, if you've missed the um, the upswing from around Q2, Q3, 2020, mm-hmm. this could be your opportunity to get back into um, to get back into the value sector and um, slowly phase into that. Um, I do now think that there are certain pockets of opportunity within the growth sector. I don't think it's going to fall apart completely. Um, we know that the tech companies, there are certain tech companies that absolutely dominate and knock um, knock out the park in terms of the earnings. So having a look at, I, I, I do not think that you can discard tech completely. I think it's gotta be a definitely a, diver, a diversified approach um, to allocating capital offshore.
0: Yeah, and being a bit more picky about the, the stuff that you buy in the tech space. All right, and then uh, something we've also seen recently, um, you know, and I think this is something. Well, last year, uh, emerging markets strongly outperformed the developed world, uh, but it seems that this year that trend has reversed somewhat. Um, is this an opportunity for us to to sort of increase weightings into emerging markets, um, or do we stay invested in the in the developed world? Um, similar to the uh,
1: value versus growth story. We have seen emerging markets also underperform, um, developed markets over the um, the long term. However, we do know that if you have a look at the basket of emerging market stocks, uh, currently it's been dominated by technology shares and that is specifically um, Asian and Chinese technology shares Mm. which have uh, sort of been under pressure with regard to uh, Chinese regulation and control over those companies within the previous cycle, we did see emerging market indices being dominated by um, the commodity sector, um, which was a massive driver, also benefiting um, South, um, South Africa as well.
0: All the gold now, stocks, all the platinum stocks
1: doing well. All the stocks, all the platinum stocks doing well. But this time around, it's it's different. Um, I think we've got to keep an eye on, in terms of regulation, um, or the the commentary out of the People's Republic of China and the control, and um, I think that is a risk that investors have got to watch out for. I do however think that if you have a look at the developed market world as well, XUS, uh, there are certain areas that have that are offering value. For example, if you have a look at Europe, and this comes back to the value versus growth story um, within the European region, it's more exposed to your cyclical, such as. Um, um, the financial sector and we know that the uh, Eurostox 50 and 600, that's actually breaking out to new um, all-time highs. We've got the DAX at 16,000. So at the moment, um, it seems as if the developed market, um, specifically ex-US, is finding favor and that could potentially be a next leg up within um, global, um, global equities.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Some good insight there, um, Lester. Thank you very much. Um, I want to get. Uh, I want to give you a bit of a shout out on on Twitter because I think that uh, some of the research and stuff that you put out is is really good. Um, so if you are on Twitter and you'd like to follow him, it's at uh, underscore lester underscore davids. Is that right? Yeah. That's correct. Okay, great. Thank you very much for your time this evening. Unfortunately, we are uh, we are out of time, so we have to move on. But thank you for your insights and um, uh, your view from uh, the market. I think that um, you know there's a, there's a couple of opportunities for the patient um, is kind of the, t- the takeaway that I'm taking from this.